and welcome to The Family Business. I'm your host, Shannon. I'm Donna. And I'm Z. And this week we are going to be discussing episode 10 entitled Hunted. And with this episode, we get introduced to two new people who are like Sam in that they are psychics and they were exposed to their gifts approximately one year prior to the events of the story. The first one that we get to meet is Scott and Scott is able to electrocute stuff that he touches. And the second one that we're introduced to is Ava, who is like Sam in that she has dreams that are premonitions about bad shit that's going to happen. To the point where she has a dream about Sam getting blown up by a hand grenade. I have a question. Early on, I, I wondered because Scott, was it Scott? The yes. Scott and Max and the, the evil twin all mentioned that they have seen the yellow eyed demon and he tells them to do things. Right. Sam has not had any conversations with the yellow-eyed demon, and Ava has not. And originally, I wondered why the yellow-eyed demon is only showing up to some of them, but then it occurred to me, he's showing up with, to the ones that have the ability to do harm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, a guy who can electrocute you, a guy who can manipulate you into killing yourself. Right. Those are the people he's appearing to. And with Max, it was somebody who had telekinesis, who could, like, use guns with his brain, who yeah. use knives with his brain, things like that. So, yeah, that stands to reason. Mm -hmm. Now, Scott was the first one that we got to see who actually showed some manifestation of the yellow-eyed demon, mm -hmm. which he doesn't know he's a demon. He just calls him the yellow-eyed man. But that wall... At the back of his closet? That was really fucking freaky, and I had forgotten about that. Yeah, me too. That was really freaky right there, so I think that they did a great job with that one. Now, we kind of talked about before the recording started the introduction music of Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit, and I just thought it was, I thought it was a great way to do it, and how it culminated in Scott being stabbed and killed mm -hmm. with the the crescendo of that yeah. song, I just thought whoever whoever did that was fucking brilliant. That song that. just builds and builds yes. and builds and builds. Yes. yes. It was really well done. And it's it's honestly like Alice's, you know, adventures through the looking glass in that it's just this weird psychedelic ride and it just gets more batshit crazy as you go along and that's kind of like what was happening with scott is he's experiencing all of these things and it just culminates in unfortunately his death right now the other thing that we get with this and we, we kind of talked about this with the last episode croatoan and that was how that episode ended and then our introduction to sam and dean in this episode begins and that is with Dean saying, hey, Dad told me something. And in this episode, we find out that what that something is, is that Dad said, hey, I might have to kill you. And that's what I've been carrying around with me, and that's what I haven't been able to tell you, and blah, 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 blah. Of course, this devastates Dean. We see the devastation on his face. We see the devastation in how he's behaving and everything. All I could think in that scene is, this is just further proof of what a fucking bastard John is. Yeah, to put that on Dean, whose entire existence has been take care of Sammy. Yes. And then to say, you might have to kill Sammy. Yeah. Not, hey, protect him. Not, hey, Sam may go to a really dark place and you might have to pull him out of it. No, it's just like, hey, here's your brother. Just just so you know, I have to kill him. 
And now I'm going to go, you know, fuck off and sell my soul to a demon. Hooray. Yeah. Another thing, I, I, actually, I had a couple of thoughts in that scene. Dean is, he may not be like the epitome of toxic masculinity, but he has a lot of toxic masculinity going on. Yes. And him not wanting to talk about things and him suppressing things. And I find it really interesting that every time Dean tries to keep a painful secret, mm -hmm. it ruins him. Yes. And then it eventually bursts out of him. Yeah. And uh, he's not good at keeping these secrets. No, he's not. And, you know, I think Sam is the opposite of toxic masculinity in that Sam is pretty much a well-rounded character. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously he has his flaws, which if he didn't, he wouldn't be a good character. Right. But Sam is more in touch with that emotional side of himself and is okay with it. And oddly enough, I think that the people who hate Sam's character... I think that that's the reason that they hate him is because he is more of an emotional person. He is more in touch with that aspect of his totally normal human self. All right. And so, and again, that's my opinion. I think that that's why people hate him. I'm, yeah, I'm sure everybody has their own reasons, but I think that that's probably one of the main reasons. Do people hate Sam? Oh yeah. I, I, I know people who just can't stand his character at all. Oh. We're friends with one actually. Who's that? Adrian. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> but he's so pretty, and she likes pretty boys. And she can't stand Sam. All right, and, and we won't go into it too much because she's not here to defend herself, but Adrian, if you listen to this, you can leave us a comment and tell us how either right or wrong I am. So, love ya. I mean, I see it, though. Like, he gets to be, he gets to a point where you're just like, you gotta just fucking suck it up, kid. I mean, like Shannon said, he is a well-rounded character, and he has flaws. But yeah, I mean, he's not my favorite, but I don't hate him. Yeah, I'm kind of like that. I don't know. I can see people's annoyance, but... See, I really like Sam. <laughs> I really do. That's fine. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that it's bad to like or dislike a character. I mean, because there are shows that I've watched that people just really love, and they they have their favorite character, and I'm like, oh my god, this person is a total waste of space. So I get it. This episode two, we also have another separation of Sam and Dean, and this happens right after Dean spills his guts about, hey, might have to kill you and all that, but I just want you to give me a chance to find out the answers, to do all this, let's take a break, let's do all this, and Sam's like, okay, of course, and then he steals the car and runs off, so. You know, I'm going to interrupt you, I'm sorry. <laughs> because the other thought I had about that scene is Dean kept saying, you know, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you, and then Sam kept saying, no, you can tell me, and then when Dean did tell him, Sam lost his mind. Mm. Um, Sam was, was really pissed off. And would you... Now let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. I'm not going to go through the entire course of my marriage, but one problem that we would have consistently is that he would be upset about something and he wouldn't tell me. And sometimes it would be weeks or months. And then when he would tell me... Actually, in one case, it was 13 years. And then he would tell me, and I would get mad. You needed a better scriptwriter for your marriage. That's all I can say. Oh, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> um, at any rate. Um, but then what I would be mad about is that all this time had passed. Right. Mm -hmm. not, the, not the thing, but that all this time had passed, and this thing had continued to be a problem in that, in that time. So, I actually, so my initial response to Sam was, you're just proving him right for not telling you. And my second response was, oh, no, I feel you, Sam. Mm -hmm. I feel you. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't a, like, hey, I slept with your, you know, your sister or anything. This is That's a... because that would be his <laughs> sister, too. <laughs> I know. But it's just like, it's like, hey, by the way, you know, whenever I told you that Dad didn't say anything before he died? No, he totally did. And what he told me was, I might have to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be a little pissed off. Yeah. You know? I'm going to have an issue with that. Yeah. Exactly. And it also, for some reason, just occurred to me that what he's probably mad about also is it was his father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His father said he might have to be killed. Well, and here's the thing, too. In, in true douchebag form with John, John can't go to Sam and say, hey, by the way, there's a possibility that all of these things that you're experiencing are tied into some plan that this demon has. So I want you to be really careful and I want you and Dean to work together and find out what that is so that you can prevent it. No, none of that happens. It's like, hey, Dean, you might have to fucking kill your brother. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can tell or not. I'm just a little worked up about this. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah. uh, it pisses me off. John pisses me off, so. Okay, so look. <laughs> Girls can have powers, too. Finally. Finally. So we finally see a girl with powers, and she sees Sam blowing up. Mm-hmm. And goes to save him. Yep. I, I love Ava. She's so cute. I love her so much. She's so cute. <laughs> and I, you probably know what I'm going to say, but I should have part in Sam. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, I had a pen in my head and was going to stab myself in the brain with it. But anyway, because yes, I knew that that's what you were going to say. Uh, she's so cute. Uh, well, Dean apparently shipped them together yeah. too, because whenever he saw Ava, his whole thing was, Oh yeah, bro, go get her! Yeah, he said, he said oh, you're better than okay, Sam, you sly dog. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you have some toxic masculinity too. I mean, maybe. I just really <laughs> ship stuff. You know, I love Z, love. Men and women can interact with each other without wanting to fuck. I know. Just so you know. But I like to <laughs> ship stuff. I'm a captain. So that makes you Meg Ryan in the When Harry Met Sally story. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You would look cute in that hairdo. Well, <laughs> <okay>. um, <laughs> possibly. We have a quick call back to the roadhouse. Yes. And talk literally. To... Yes. <laughs> and we talk to Ellen, and Ellen says that she forgave John. <laughs> it sure didn't seem that way. Well, but the thing is, is that in that episode, whenever she tells Joe, "Hey, by the way, John got your father killed," Ellen was dealing with the whole. Oh, you let my daughter fucking go on a hunt after you told me that she wasn't with you and she got, you know, attacked by mm -hmm. the ghost and she got imprisoned by the ghost and it was going to fucking murder her. So again, we've got a situation where Dean's not telling the truth mm -hmm. and once he finally does, it bites him in the ass. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with people being pissed off, especially whenever it's Dean pulling this bullshit. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, it's a situation where Ellen was lied to, and so it was this raw nerve on her that even though, yes, she did forgive John, Dean just brought up way too much. Okay. I, I don't remember exactly what Ellen said, but it was something along the lines of, look, a Winchester already got one member of this family killed. We don't need another Winchester doing the same thing. All right. 
I can see that. And, and I'm not on a bashing Dean night. <laughs> I promise. I'm just like, mm -hmm. th there are reasons why this shit happens. So, you know, it's called consequences, boys and girls. <laughs> just saying. I also really love the psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever he was. George I really liked Waxler, him. He gave me the creeps. No, he was so great. Every time these people would say something that to any sane person would be completely outlandish, he would just kind of put his head in his hand and go, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's because any good psychiatrist doesn't judge. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to let somebody know that you're not judging them is by nodding. Because to some, that shows agreement or acceptance or anything. So I think that that was a really yeah. great thing that they did with him. Yeah. And, and of course, the I believe you believe it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, I really, yeah, I really did like him. Yeah, so did I. All right, guys. Well, at this time, we are going to go ahead and take a break. So, Miss Donna, whenever you're ready, go ahead and take it away. We would really love it if you would go to wherever it is you listen to podcasts and find the family business and give us a rating and a review and just go ahead and hit that little subscribe button. That uh, would help us out a lot. And you can also uh, tweet at us or find us on Instagram and interact with us. We really love that. And you can find us in those places. On Twitter at TFB underscore SPN Fancast and on Instagram at the Family Business underscore SPN Fancast. We're also on Tumblr with all of our sister cast sets and our cast. Finally, we are a proud member of the Gumby Cat Networks. We are on there with all our sister podcasts and a whole bunch of other really cool and interesting podcasts. The lady in charge of Gumby Cat Network has just started a brand new podcast about her store in Las Vegas called Las Vegas Oddities. And we are going to go back to Sam bashing or maybe John bashing. I'm not sure. What are we doing some, now? Some Dean bashing. We can do some of that. We, actually, we, we, well, I haven't been bashing Dean. I've just been pointing out how flawed he is. Mm. Okay. I haven't been bashing Dean. I've just been saying I he's want, a shitty person. I want to start out part two with my favorite note on this episode. Fucking Gordon. Yep. Gordon Fucking Gordon. Who we first met in season two, episode three, Bloodlust. And he was batshit crazy then, and he's batshit crazier now. Mm. So, Donna, take it away. Yeah, he's batshit crazy, and he's an asshole, and Dean should have killed him. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I didn't mean all of that. So, yeah, uh, it turns out that Gordon has found out about these kids, like Sam, and uh, because he's got, quote, roadhouse connections, too. Yes. Unquote. Uh, and that's a little mystery that will need to be unraveled. But because he's been... So he was the one who killed Scott, the electrocuting guy. Yes. And he is now attempting to kill Sam. And we find out about this because he has a sniper rifle and nearly gets Sam. Yes. And Ava. Yeah, but he's not going for Ava. Well, I like her very much. I'm going to include her. Okay, that's because <laughs> she ships them. I low-key ship me and Ava. She so. <laughs> ships Sam and Ava getting murdered together. No. That would be so romantic. No! That's a terrible idea! No! But if one can't live without the other, I mean, that just makes the perfect sense. <laughs> okay, Gross. so yeah, so Dean found out where Sam was from Ellen, and he arrives just in time to prevent fucking Gordon from killing Sam with a sniper rifle. And uh, then Gordon manages to take Dean hostage. And we move on. 
to the next part of the show, where it turns out that Dean and Sam have yet more preparation for... They seem to be prepared for almost any eventuality. Mm. I would say that that's probably the hallmark of a great hunter, mm-hmm. is that no matter the situation, you are at least in some way prepared to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think being a hunter is like like an extreme sport, but it's like extreme <laughs> Boy Scouts. You know, you know like, it's extreme! It occurs to me that you're right, because Gordon was prepared for Sam and Dean to be prepared. Yes. Mm. So Gordon actually was a step ahead of him because Dean used a code word to let Sam know that Dean was in trouble, and Gordon was prepared for Sam then to know there was a trap and flipped the trap on him. So when Sam came in the back door, he would blow up. Except for Gordon wasn't prepared for the fact that Ava knew all of this shit was going to happen and had already warned Sam about it. So I guess Sam took off his shoe and threw it? It didn't look like the kind of shoe that Sam would wear. I assumed it was something that was laying around. That's what I thought it was. Because also when he's breaking in, there's a, a black lace bra like hanging off the outside of the, the house. Just like, just hanging there in the, in the right hand corner. And I was like, it makes sense that there'd also be just this random shoe hanging out. Maybe Gordon was doing the wash. I mean, that's rude. He was washing his clothes <laughs> and just going to go and throw them at bombs. And... So rude. But here's the thing, too, is that Gordon says, you know, you shouldn't take your shoes off in here. You could get tetanus. And I'm like, but did he actually throw his own shoe? Because then we get the fist fight with him and and Gordon. And Sam doesn't look like he's off balance Mm -hmm. at all. I mean, he looks perfectly balanced. He looks like he's, you know, going at it just fine. I honestly just thought that it was a shoe laying. Yeah, and that is that is quite possible. Based on Ava's vision, I think we were supposed to think it was Sam's foot. Yeah. But you might be right. Maybe it was just a random shoe. Yeah. I wanted to point out a line that Dean says whenever him and um, Gordon are talking when Dean's tied up. And it's about Sam. And he says that, that the guy feels guilty for surfing the internet for porn. I thought that was a really funny line. Yeah, that was a good line. I also want to point out that everyone in that house would be deaf after two grenades blew up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I I know that I've already kind of been going off on Dean a little bit. What? But I have one other thing that I have a problem with Dean in this episode, and this is a thing that is the writer's fault, and that is in the episode before this, Croatoan, we've got Dean basically going, you know, gung-ho, let's murder the fuck out of everybody, and in this episode, he gets all uppity whenever Gordon is talking about torturing a demon to get this information. And, and he's like, well, was did you ever think about the human and all this? And it's like, dude, you just wanted to waste like a whole fucking town of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he tortures one demon and, oh, we're all Mr. High and Mighty over here. To, to be honest, though, was didn't he say that the, the host or whatever that the demon was possessing was like 14 or 16 or something? Like... Dean has a soft spot for kids. So that might have been his, like, his hard no. I don't know. I don't remember him mentioning an age. Yeah, Yeah, it was, like, 14 or 16. It was, like, he was... Because Gordon says, like, it was a 16-year-old girl or something like that. Still, it's kind of hard to be self-righteous whenever you've just, like, wanted to murder a town. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah. But anyway... Okay, now that everybody hates me and is going to be sending death threats through the comments because I'm picking on Dean. So another thing that Dean does in this episode is that he blames Ellen for the fact that Sam was almost killed. Because of the Roadhouse Connection. Because of the Roadhouse Connection. 
And but Ellen kind of lets him have oh, it. Oh yes, she does. And that's one thing I love about Ellen is she's like, no boy, you're not gonna sass me up in here. I just I love it. She's like, dude, look. Just because I own this fucking place, these guys are hunters. I can't control them. Control They're them. smart people. They can connect all of this shit and come to the same conclusion. And here's the other thing. I'm sorry, but whenever Sam and Ash and Ellen are talking about the people that Sam wants Ash to find... They're not in some fucking back room talking alone. No, they're in the middle of the fucking roadhouse mm-hmm. trying to whisper with all of these people around them. Hello, they have fucking ears. They can hear you. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, don't talk about shit you don't want people to know in a room full of people that you don't want to know your shit. Does anybody else have anything they want to talk about so that Shannon will shut up? I'm just going to say that with the last couple of episodes of questionable human killing... If there were ever a human that was justified killing, it's fucking Gordon. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I think Sam should have killed him, and I think if Sam didn't, I think Dean should have. However... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I've talked enough, go ahead. I, <laughs> I don't know, I... Okay, so Sam was like, we don't need to kill him, or whatever, like, trying to be all righteous and stuff, and then he calls the police. He calls the police on a black man holding a, several guns, and I was just like, I know it was different, but I was like, this could have been the same thing. I tell you, the interesting, the interesting difference from watching it the first time and watching it now is I've seen Get Out between now and then. Mm-hmm. And I actually abruptly flipped to being sympathetic to Gordon for just a moment when yeah. the cops showed up as I suddenly relived the ending of Get Out, which I've just spoiled for you if you haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Go see it. It's a very good movie. It's also been out for like a year now. Yeah, it's a good movie. Go see it. The rule is five years. You can't spoil anything that's not older than five years. That makes sense. I like that rule. I don't believe Snape killed Dumbledore. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> we just Dumbledore finds a family in the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Please tell me you said Dumbo, right? Yeah. Okay. What did you think I said? No, I, I'm pretty sure you were saying Dumbo, but I'm like, okay, we went for like some of the most. Uh, never mind. Dumbo was a good movie. You take that back. <laughs> I, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just talking about ages, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, at the end of the episode, we get Sam and Dean going to Ava's house. <laughs> because yeah. Ava won't answer her phone, and that's really weird because she'd been all kind of gung-ho about, oh, this is really cool, I got these superpowers, and I rescued was, you, and all of that. She was so cute, she was like, can I help? And I was just, ah. she was so cute. Oh, God. <laughs> and whenever they get there, of course, we find fiancé in bed, covered in blood, and his throat was slit, so I'm wondering, okay, who made the phone call here? Mm-hmm. And then Sam finds her engagement ring on the floor, and that was something that she was really proud of, yeah. that she was really happy about, and for her to have either lost it or left it behind or whatever it was that happened, because we don't know in the context mm-hmm. of the episode, that was a pretty big yeah. thing for him to find. It absolutely was. It tells you something bad happened. Maybe not what it was. Well, of course, we're right next to a dead body, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I I wanted to point out that uh, Dean goes over the window and he finds sulfur, and like it was like a heavy amount of it, because before now we've seen maybe a little light dusting if you're looking hard enough or whatever, and this was like a 
fuck ton of sulfur. And my first thought was like, oh, somebody's built some Parmesan. <laughs> like, I didn't think it was sulfur at first. And I felt really dumb when he was like, oh, it's sulfur. I was like, oh. That's funny. It's not cheese. I worked at a pizza place, so that was not surprising. That's where I like And I you guys think. keep your cheese on the windows? No, <laughs> no, but whenever we like have to refill the Parmesan shakers, I was like, it's Parmesan. Okay. All right. I thought it was fun. <laughs> <I'm going home. laughs> uh, okay, so yet again, we need a replacement for Z. Yeah. We're taking applications. Contact us on Twitter. Of course, Z I runs, control the Twitter. Z so. runs the Twitter account. So. <laughs> we'll be kicking her off of that soon. So. The other thing with Ava that we discover is that, like Scott, their mothers didn't die in a fire. Or no, Scott's, Scott's no, yeah, le, yeah, correction. Ash finds out that Scott's mother did die in a fire, but the one who didn't is Ava. And, and so... The twin, the evil yeah. twin from that. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Either, so. Yeah. So that's at least two now that we know of that doesn't meet with the overall scheme that the yellow-eyed demon has been following. I thought it was really funny when Sam was, like, trying to prove to Ava that he wasn't crazy, and he was like... He's like, no, I'm not, like, I'm, here, let me, let me try this out. And then he, like, tells her, you know, like, your mother died in a fire. And she's like, no, she lives in Tampa. Like, <laughs> well, really the funny. thing that was funny about that is Ava's coming in going, I have foreseen your death. And yeah. Sam goes, okay, cool. No, I have visions, too. And she's like, oh, fine, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the one thing that Gordon did give us in this episode, other than, you know, an amazing batshit crazy performance is that he tells Dean that there is a war coming and that the psychics are going to basically be fighting on the side of the demons mm -hmm. against the humans. And so this is more information than what we've really been given before. We know that you know the demon had been going around and mm -hmm. messing with all of these kids and killing their mothers, or in some cases not. But we hadn't really found that why it's happening. Right. And now we know. I do. I do want to back up to about the middle of the episode. I I got lost in all the Dean bashing and didn't notice why Dean bashing. Mm -hmm. When they go to check out Scott's room and Sam finds the prescription bottles. Yes. He like pushes a small bottle aside <laughs> and grabs one that's like three inches in diameter and puts that in his pocket. Yes. Right. <laughs> and here's the thing. Did we see that pill bottle again? Nope. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think so. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, these will be great to sell on the street. <laughs> <laughs> he already got the the doctor's name off of it. Why the fuck does he need this huge bottle of pills? It wasn't even the one he looked at either. He, yeah. looks, he looks at one and he's like, oh, yes, yes. And then he pushes it back and just picks up a random one. Doesn't look at it. He's like, this is good. Yes. Did we? And I don't think we got to see that prescription label, did we? Nope. To know what he was taking? Oh, not as far as what it was, no, but it did have the doctor's name. Right, on it. but yeah. I'm talking about the big one, the, yeah. the one that you could kill an elephant with. No. Okay, I didn't think so. All right, guys, well, before we close out, anything else that you want to talk about that doesn't involve bashing Dean? It was so cute. Right, I love her. Um, I didn't actually remember this episode. And really? Then, yeah, and and rewatching it again, I'm not surprised. Like, it wasn't that great of an episode. I just, I really like Ava, though. It was an important episode in that it continued to build on, yeah. on that framework. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but, but you're right, as far as it being, I won't say that I didn't remember it, but I didn't remember a lot of detail. Yeah, I didn't either. Because there wasn't much to it, I feel like. Yeah. All right, guys, well, we are out of time for this week, and we want to thank you for joining us. We invite you to come back next week whenever we will be discussing episode 11 entitled Playthings. So until then, carry on. Jerk. Bitch. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.